Yeah. Oh, crap. The Clippy Point episode 73 is on. Let's watch it. Let's watch it. So, anyways, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. I can't complain. How about yourself, sir? I'm just glad that you remembered this week. Yeah, yeah. that was that was interesting. Of, I almost thought you forgot again this week. No, 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 no. You keep dangerously close. Yeah, you know, I called him that week and I'm like, "Hey, we got a show going." He's like, "Oh yeah, 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 we got a show." And I'm like, "Okay." So then nothing happens. I should have texted the the group chat. I should know not to trust him. <laughs> Did you fall asleep? What happened? No, I I I could you not like you it. It I completely oh. forgot. I had no clue. I thought it was the we were in the in between Friday, uh, so I was thinking like, oh, we're gonna go on this, this Friday, Friday today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was clearly mistaken. Well, no, well, you weren't because no, here yeah. we are. You're right. You made it happen. <laughs> made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it definitely worked out. Um, this coffee is crap. We need to get a what coffee sponsor. What do you mean I sponsor. didn't make it strong? Do you like Cal- that Cali coffee place? It's pretty good. Have you been there? No, it's it's, it's horrible. We what? You haven't been there. anyways. Anyways, this coffee tastes like mud. Uh, we need a coffee sponsor. So if anybody's willing to sponsor us for coffee, there's nobody better. watching right now. This is yeah. horrible. Yeah, this but we'll have to make a cut. You're gonna have to make an edit out of that. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, really bad at promoting ourselves. Like, uh, are, yeah. yeah. We should take a class or something, right? Yeah. A YouTube star class? No, on motivation. Yeah. Oh, motivation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of motivational speakers. I don't think there's a problem with that. I just think it's just taking the opportunity to go and sit down and, and, and take a class. Like think, Paul did when he went to uh, Chelsea School of Drifting. Yes. With uh, Reese Maybe Marin. Noel's doing a class You know, we motivation. need... <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, maybe we could... Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what we need to do? We need to get somebody to shoot us a commercial. Ah, yes. Uh, good thing. Glad you bring that up. Uh, we have Black Friday coming up, and Black Friday it's going to be in a crazy event with a lot of crazy driving, um, big turnout, and I think it's a perfect opportunity for any businesses, whether small or large, to be able to jump in on this great opportunity to be able to advertise. That's right. So if you have any interest in getting your brand out there, reach out to us and we can work something out to try to get your business promoted during the live broadcast of the OSW Black Friday King of OSW competition taking place November 18 on Saturday. Who was the current king? The current king is Sean Booth. Sean Booth. Oh. Sean Booth. Yeah. So, we so. got to talk to Christian because I know that the insurance company that he knows, or, or was it him? I think it was him or was it or was that? Uh, Chris Rios. Chris Rios. There you go. We got to talk to them, reach out to them, see if they want to send us a commercial and throw us some cash so we can cover our costs. That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be. And that's uh, the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. But we did. we did have... Uh, the final round of U- U.S. Drift Circuit, and um, Gabby, <laughs> Gabby, you need a new mechanic. I know, I know, you're not going to listen to us. And then Ben told us that you were talking mad trash about me and Paul, <laughs> and how we gave you too, hey! too much, too much information. That we gave was, you too that was uh, oh, setting that was, confidence. Oh, oh well, I, I think you didn't I, say yeah, that. I think though. something yeah. that reinstilled him was that uh, Sarah also came over to him and he said. We're doing so much better before Tim and Paul arrived. 
Whoa. Yeah, so it's, uh, oh, okay. Were, he got a lot of back, for, you know, ever since they started telling you to do something, they really, he really started sucking. I didn't tell him anything about his line. I know. Well, okay. Well, what is going on? At least we know that if we show up, Gabby's going to lose. So we didn't, we didn't show, <laughs> okay. we didn't show up this last weekend. <laughs> so you proved that theory wrong. I don't know, yeah. Um, I think at OSW, Gabby was struggling. Well, he's always fighting his car. So I think. Well, he, he actually uh, found out what that problem was on that. Yeah, one and then now he's got a new problem. Yeah, we got it. Well, yeah, he just keeps then, on making problems for himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you need, you need somebody. Problem being. Right. You need to you get, I don't know. I think you need to take it somewhere that can go through the car and, and check all that stuff in advance. Or you got to check everything, even the stuff that you wouldn't think, you know? But whatever. So it was next year. Well, I thought the other interesting thing about the event, I mean, because we could go on and on about Gabby's performance. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that Gabby, Gabby can do it. He's no, just, Gabby's got the, he's, the skill. It's, just, it's not the skill problem. It's the, the car. car. The car's holding the back. He's, he's more grip, bro. Yeah, he needs way more grip. He needs like more grip. Two, three seventy fives. Three seventy five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some kind of um, prep, like uh, wheel prep, wheel like, prep, like like, uh, like uh, comp, like a spray compound, like yeah, uh, some kind of. Tech. What do they call? It? I forget the name of it. Wait, are you trying to say that maybe like, he needs somebody with a blowtorch? Yes, yeah. to heat up the ground, heat up the ground, yeah. and yeah. the tires, so yeah. that way when he takes off, mm-hmm. he's on fire. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and and that'll that'll add to his performance. Speaking of fire, that, that'll just, actually give him X factor points. X factor yeah, points. They were trying to figure out what that X factor points are, but that's what it is. Who was judging this last one? Noel. Judging it, well, yes, uh, the Holy One, as uh, some may call him. That he was one of them. Uh, Piner and, uh, and, and Adam, Adam Ginkle. Adam. I know. I saw Which, Adam. talking about Adam Ginkle. Well, what I found interesting in the event is that Nick Ward yes. borrowed his car mm-hmm. to compete in the event. I saw that. Well, because yeah. Nick, Nick Ward's car was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just actually caught fire. Did you see that? Oh, what? He what? caught fire in Vegas? Yeah, you didn't see that? Him oh, and no, I ended up burnout, out, and, no. and, and he's he doing a burnout. Again. There's fire underneath the car, oh, and he's still geez. doing a burnout. I'm, I'll oh, pull no. it up. Oh, no. Again, what's what? a fire? That what's, car. Yeah. I mean, he's he's already had... I don't know how many more than he yeah, he doesn't need another one. Yeah, no more fires. And not only that, but maybe that maybe that's his way to retire the car. Let it go on fire. Yeah, that's a good way to retire. The car. And then now for next year, he's got to rent Adam's car. <laughs> Adam's car the whole season for the whole season, oh, all no all four events. Yeah, and, and yeah, because he he in this last round he got knocked out of the championship. It's it's actually a pretty cool, pretty cool video. Oh, like, them at the burn yard. Yeah, but did yeah. you see it? Did you see yeah. the car catch fire? I didn't see the car catch fire, but I did see them going round and round. Uh, is it on Instagram? Yeah, it's on oh, Instagram. Go to the taxi oh, okay. garage. Yeah. Instagram. I'll look it up. It's pretty serious. But anyhow, um, so Kelsey wasn't there, I guess. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think she was. There. I'm not sure. No. I think this reason they had the four judges was because of there was rounds that she wasn't going to be available for. It would make sense because this was SEMA, so she's probably at SEMA. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah she it makes more SEMA. sense for uh, she'd be at SEMA. Yeah, but Chris Chris went to SEMA right after. Yeah, but it's, it's she has to be there because yeah. yeah, her cars there and everything. Yeah, I don't know. What what is there to do at SEMA? What's the big deal about SEMA? I think the it's big, like big car shows. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's like a it's a convention. You like going to auto show conventions? It's basically a convention. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. But Vegas, I'm not a fan of Vegas. I think Vegas no, sucks. sucks. <laughs> I don't gamble. I mean, you you made it well known. Yeah, when I went yeah. to Vegas. You're like, yeah. I hate it here. I hate it here. It's this just sucks. so depressing. I mean, yeah, the houses match dead. the dirt, you know, everybody's and everything's dead. dead. Yeah. And yeah. it really, and, and you go. All the hotels the, smell like cigarettes. Yeah. I, well, I you can't tell the hook, who the hooker is. You know, <laughs> they're all hookers. they're all hookers. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> yeah, it just it just so happens that you had a pretty wild experience when you try to get outside of, uh, out of the track and into the city. And the one time that actually that happened, it just we were like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. Oh, the yeah. uh, the uh, the sign, the Las Vegas sign, yeah, Las Vegas sign. That's what I'm talking about. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you're, okay. you're dead looking. <laughs> yeah, you're drunk. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. Like, it was after a full day of like the, being at the, the racetrack. I'm like, like boogers coming out my nose and stuff. Yeah, it was weird. That was fun times. Well, for me at least, Paul, what was your take on it? You were like. I was like, what are we doing? Where are we going? You guys problem like- was the freaking Tesla. That was the biggest problem. Yeah. I, I was mean, insult to injury, really. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was the Tesla. The Tesla ruined everything. Really. Yeah. What fun if we, we would have like an old, uh, like a, like suburban? a big suburban, it would have been nice. We'd be chilling. I would love Vegas. Yeah. That would have been, it would change. You could have changed, you changed my mind on Vegas, but yeah. no, actually you just you gotta make it stamped it like, like deeper in, like you, you know, like just really hate Vegas. <laughs> you know, pushed it and my whole hopes and dreams of liking <laughs> Vegas down the toilet. Pretty bad. Yeah. Well, this year, no, next year, Vegas, no more Teslas. No more Teslas. No more Teslas. Por favor. And uh, no more superchargers, maybe? No, no, I should need another supercharger. I should be good with that. <laughs> what if what if you do from now until then you're like, oh, I need another supercharger. Need supercharger. You need to give you just give your car to Bryce and them and just have them finish yeah, that's it. That's what I'm thinking about. I, you know, I told him was like, I'm trying to get my brother to just give him he's like, Yeah, bring it in. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah. Every day I look at it. No, I actually did some work on it. I actually got some of the firewall cut out. Oh, good. Like so, good. It's therapeutic, uh, isn't it? You just kinda get in there. I mean it's hard work, but No, I smashed my finger. It wasn't therapeutic. I actually hurt myself. Yeah, but it's a good hurt. It's a good. Pain. It was a good hurt. It's a good hurt. Good pain. No, I hate, I hate the smell of grinding discs. So that's why I've been putting it off so long because I'm like, the only way to properly cut all this stuff out no. is to use a grinder. Get the little saw that with the air. I saw. did that, but I don't have an air compressor anymore. You can borrow this on wheels. Just borrow it. Yeah. Well, anyways, either way, I cut it out with a grinding disc, and I've been. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's. You it's, should have told me. Yeah. I have even have the notcher that goes on the drill. You have the notcher, do? Yeah, yeah. I should have came by and did that. Doesn't think. Yeah, just does stuff on his own, freelancing. Stupid. Um, so I did one side. I just got to do the other side, and then uh, I can make little patch panels, weld them up, and then I can move on to the next thing. And then after that, it should you know be a little easier. But uh, what I will do is probably take the car to him to have the, the next one, not that one. The next, the one after that. Are you sure? Yes, hundred percent. Pause it. Because it's not firing this one. No, next one. Next one. Trust me, the next one. Okay. All right. The next, the one with the fire in it, maybe. Yeah. No, this one right here. This is is not the one with the fire. This is the one with fire. Watch. Holy cow! Hang on, just wait. Yeah, not everybody can see it yet. There you go. What he did? did Rewind. Notice that. I mean, it's pretty serious. Like when you're in the zone, and you just kept. You're not going to pay attention to this kind of things. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, well, there you go. We can watch it full. Everybody, anybody that's watching or watches later on can see. Look at it. Look how much fire is underneath that car. Holy cow! Uh, for those of you who are just listening, we're watching Nick Ward from Taxi Garage 
doing a burnout over in Las Vegas at the Hoonigan well, Burn Yard, and it just so happens that his car caught fire. Yeah. To be a little more in the middle of it, of the burnout. You got Nick Ward on one side in his 240SX. You have Ryan it looks Kaufman. Pretty, pretty cool, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> check it. You can check the video out on uh, Taxi Garage Instagram. And then you have Ryan Kaufman directly opposite, nose facing nose. In between the two, you have a little uh, backhoe that's doing like a like an endo, and so they're <laughs> they're kind of doing a a burnout facing each other, pushing against the backhoe, the backhoe. <laughs> uh, it's a, that is a backhoe, isn't it? No. What is it? It's a uh, mini backhoe. No. <laughs> it's just no. little backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, it is. How is it? I just don't even understand. I, it, it yeah, caught on multiple fire. fires. Yeah, multiple fires. It just caught on fire underneath. Yeah, it's that's a lot of freaking fire, dude. Maybe um, Chris Forsberg was there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he didn't notice that that was not how that was happening. I well, mean, maybe like, why, why are people walking up to me with fire extinguishers? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just wanted to, like, hell, I'm in it. Let's just go. Let's yeah. Just let's burn the sucker down. Burn it all the way down. Mm. Well, yeah. It's not the burn yard unless you have actual burn. Fire. That's a good point. Yeah. What's that other one with that just has flames? Is that the one you clicked? The one Ye- with the flames? Yeah. yeah, the one yeah. with the flames. Yep. That one? Okay. Yeah, that's the one I clicked. <laughs> okay. That's, that, was, uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, Nick, uh, but anyways, we did level. get sidetracked. Um, who won their license or their... So who took the championship was... Lons, was right? Well, Lewis Lons, he won yeah. the championship? I yeah. Don't, yeah, Lewis Lons did. Yes. Yeah. Was it? Was yes. It? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> then it was Tassinero and then it was uh, Avocado. Yes. Correct. Yeah. As okay. far as the, the, the event one. winners, right? Go. No, no, the championship too. Oh, Yeah. It was, yeah. or maybe Tassinero wasn't in there. Who else was it? I thought it was, I'll look it was it up. but it was maybe yeah. not. Come on, Paul. What? Trust yeah, your follow the, trust your instinct, trust my friend. Your instincts? Yes. Oh. Tassinero was doing pretty good, though. Tassinero yeah, he's, I know. I um, saw some good pictures with him and uh, Pat Gooden. He, Pat Gooden seemed to be pretty proud of him. Yeah, he was doing pretty good. Um, and then. Uh, Brian's car was on another. I mean, he was on another level. That guy, he was doing really good. All right, here um, we go. Um, got the winners and uh, championship winners: uh, Louis Lons in first, Ryan Acevedo second, oh, okay. Steven Tassinero in third. Oh, Round right. four winners: Ryan Acevedo in first, uh, Steven Tassinero in second, and Sasha Prospero in third. Yeah, uh, those doing, are your winners. Sasha's doing pretty good too. So maybe next year, Sasha, Ryan. Ryan. Now I, I don't know. Well, Ryan won't go. Right? No, Sasha. Maybe um, maybe Nick will do it again, uh, but Ryan will move to uh, Prospect. I'm assuming. I mean that car is a Prospect car. No, but you only you don't, they only get one license. Only the first place winner gets one. No, if all three get no, licenses. only the first place. Only the first place. Only the gets? first place. Yep. Only no. one. <laughs> yes. You sure about that? Yeah. I heard the same. Really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, because Texas lot gives it know. to like the. Top three. Well, this ain't Texas, pal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We only got. We can only afford one. So, but the yeah, thing yeah. is, um, from what I understand, from what Gabby was saying, I don't know if Ryan's sick or maybe Gabby's driving was making him nauseous. But, Wait, uh, Ryan, Ryan was Ryan uh, Acevedo was sick. Oh, I thought you talking about Ryan Sage for whatever Ryan reason. Oh. I, I hear Ryan. I, well, go ahead. Sorry. Ryan uh, Acevedo was Ryan. I don't know how Ryan was doing. It was he sick or what was going? Anybody know what happened to him? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I heard he wasn't feeling good, but I don't know. I don't know exact, but. 
He did pretty good for if he was sick. It's probably all the fumes of gasoline coming out of the back of Gabby's car. (laughs) (laughs) All the gas fuel leaking. No, I mean, have you ever heard those noise that can cause you to shit your pants? There's like a brown note. That's what his car does to you. (laughs) It makes people throw up. I've never heard I of this. You've never that. heard of that? No, but I want to get that note and just go to the mall. <laughs> go to the mall. Just play it in the mall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. There's certain frequencies that can... Uh, so, yeah, maybe hmm. Gabby's car's frequencies that makes people want to puke. I mean, that's what it does to me every time I hear it. Hmm. It's pretty nauseating. I'm just kidding. He should swap the motor, though. But anyways. Yeah, but to what? That's the question. Anything. An FJ motor. I mean, you two guys. cycle rotor, two cycle. Actually, two cycle. I, I, do we have another main topic? I put a liquid piston rotary in there. Oh, that thing. Have oh, you seen it? Yeah, liquid piston. Yeah, I've heard yeah, of it. It's like a rotary, but it's uh, for if they make it bigger, it would be. Yeah, that thing's been around for a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. All right. Well, let's let's see what is this is this is an option for Gabby. He'd be the first one ever. Maybe he gets sponsored. A liquid piston. It was designed for. Um, Airplanes to be lightweight, 10 times more power, 30% more efficient. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so what kind of applications can this go on to? Anything your heart desires. It's an engine. You put it on whatever you want. Generators. Um, your cell phone. Look, wait. Go wait, cell phone. Your iPhone can be powered yep, by a liquid piston. Your iPhone can be powered by liquid piston. <laughs> what? It's, it's tiny. It's a small engine. But look, you can put whatever you want to put it in. It's small. They generators, I think, is the see. So instead of a regular rotary that says a triangle on the inside, this has a triangle on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> triangle on the outside. <laughs> All right. Hey, it works. Yeah, I, it, you know, they got contracts with the government see, right now. Look, just, see, there you go, right there. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, I like, know. Let's let's flip, flip the rotary. It. Flip the rotary. Let's put the know. housing on the inside. Yeah. and the, the rotor on the outside. That's basically. You won't have to worry about. Uh, oh, wow! What invest, the heck? Invest invest? No, 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 I don't. Not yet. I want to get all the information first. <laughs> yeah, go back up so we can see the actual movement of it again. Yeah, right look here, at this. Yeah, there you go. So we will put the the, the mm. now they have the mm. seals in the block. Now this is very similar technology to a compressor rotary. A compressor rotary is similar. It's just round. And the seal is actually in the casing versus not in the rotor yeah, itself. So the apex seals are built into the actual mm-hmm. housing instead of into the rotor itself. Yep. It's literally they flipped out. They they, they, they inverted a, a rotary. They did. They, they took the housing, put it inside, and then put the mm-hmm. rotor around the outside. That's interesting. There you go, Gabby. That's, yeah. I don't think Gabby wants how, how much power? I don't know. Ten times, ten times, ten times more, thirty percent more efficient. More. So whatever the old one was, <laughs> yeah. it's ten times that. And look at all the people. And look, the all the, look at all the great people. Yeah, yeah you thumbs. can find a wife there somewhere. They all still have their thumbs. And they have so their thumbs. That's you know, that's a plus. There's a dog. Wait, is it a thing where rotary people lose their thumbs or something? Yeah, I know you can always the apex seals bite them yeah. off. <laughs> yep. Oh wow! You know, mm-hmm. when you're you're porting your block, you just, oh, there goes my thumb. Mm-hmm. Shoot, no more <sighs> thumbs. Yeah, Anyhow. That was an idea. I mean, I see 40 horsepower here. It says diesel. diesel. X4 engine. For DARPA. DARPA, DARPA, DARPA. I'm sure you can get, you just make a bigger version. I'm sure you can, you know, apply for sponsorships. Put it in a uh, go-kart. go-kart. But look how small it is. Tiny. Awesome. Yeah. Lightweight. 
So it's the idea I mean, is if it's, it's really lightweight. If it's that small, you could probably fit maybe 20 of those into an engine bay. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a big belt. Super long, connect yeah. them with a big belt. <laughs> yeah, it's a big belt. Well, that's interesting, though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. I mean, what's what gas does it take? What sort of uh, combustion? Yeah. Like regular yeah, gas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we don't know. Diesel. <laughs> diesel, yeah. One was diesel, right? That was, yeah, diesel. Yeah. A diesel rotary. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd be Can you rolling that? coal. Diesel rotary? Rolling coal with a rotary. That'd be pretty cool. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't even know what to make of that, honestly. Eh. It's, it's interesting. Dwell on I it. I mean, I'll dwell on it, but I, I'm just thinking about, like, different ways people could go and try to obtain power. Because you're probably getting into the limit of what can be reliably outputted okay. on a drift car to be mm-hmm. able to be competitive. So it's only a matter of time that they try to come up with some other means of uh, engine output or power well, output. I think they're going to go check out my other link. Your other oh, link? That's more power. That's even more, more power? power? Oh, more boy. Power. Yep. Okay, more we're going to have to check that out power. now. Yep. You want more power? I got more power for you. You know, Toyota's working on it. Yeah, uh, they are. Oh, no. we, we, yeah, we t- alcohol. Forget. No, not alcohol. No, it's, ammonia. Uh, yeah, same ammonia. Thing. There's an A in the beginning of it. <laughs> alcohol, <laughs> ammonia. Alcohol, ammonia. That's the hydrogen-powered supercar. Hang on. Th- oh, God. I'm setting it up. Hang on. Wow. You and the hydrogen. Hey, you. I'm on the same boat. What are you talking about? Toyota, like moved, Toyota moved on to ammonia. thousand miles in a single tank. Now, this I like. Okay. Yeah, buddy. All right. So what do we pressed hydrogen? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a bad idea. More generates more than a thousand horsepower. You can get up to a thousand miles on. It's one electric motors. Tank. It's not electric. Yes, it is. Compressed hydrogen it's and just, it's electric motor together. It's electric motors, it, but it's not pure electric. It's one hundred percent electric. Boogie boogie boogie. It's one hundred percent electric. Oh, so it uses the hydrogen. Well, that's it fine. It converts the hydrogen to power. That's fine. Why? That's fine because you don't have to charge it. <laughs> Okay. okay. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. No, they use the hydrogen to turn convert it to energy instead of a battery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a better idea. Hydrogen gas is light, except for you're just driving around with a giant bomb in the back of your car. It's not a hydrogen bomb. <laughs> you're building that in my freaking kitchen. No, <laughs> it's not. He was. You were. Pop, pop. And then like- I remember the one time that... Paul decided, oh, I'll light this Christmas tree on fire five feet away from your front door. <laughs> this will see what happens. It actually caught fire? Wow. Christmas oh, tree? Christmas Wait, trees. A Christmas tree. They blow up. So Paul ruined Christmas. Ruined Christmas. No, it was after Christmas. It was, after <laughs> it was before Christmas. Christmas. It was not before Christmas. It was before it was Christmas. Not before Christmas. It was before Christmas. <laughs> oh, you're crazy. Is there a release date on this? Uh, No. I don't know. We're aiming to give it's, a it's, sense. It's of been pride out for. for it's, you know, they've been talking about it for a while. But what did you think about the um, the new GTR, all electric? Oh gosh, uh, that thing! That a piece of trash. Uh, oh, it's a GTR. I could uh, tell by its four round lights. <laughs> yeah, so don't stupid. get me started yeah. with that. I don't. Want, just, well, at least it doesn't make an annoying noise. <laughs> they probably program an annoying noise in there. <laughs> yeah. We've harnessed the noise so of the VQ. <laughs> I'm just wondering when it, I mean, will we ever get to the point where it'll be a viable uh, all electric drift series? 
I Hopefully mean, never. I don't think it's happening. I mean, you don't think you're. They should do an all diesel drift series, all truck drift series, <laughs> trucks. That'd be great. Truck series, truck series. I've been saying yeah. that for a while. That'd be fun. No, I think I think electric is going to be the next thing because then you can regulate that easier. Because it's not anytime soon. The logistics of it, are just it's not. It's not going to happen. What do you mean? They can they can they can run two laps and just swap out the batteries. Eh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a pain. Definitely. And then the, the the you'll need special fire trucks and everything to put the batteries <laughs> out and they explode. It's a dump, it's a dump tank. It's a yeah, dump tank. <laughs> it's just a dump tank. Just dunk the whole car driver and all. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna drown. <laughs> oh yeah, we got the fire out first. <laughs> no, it's um, I I don't know. It's, something's got to happen. I just don't know what's gonna happen. Something has to change mm-hmm. in drifting, and I think. I mean, I think they pushed them. I don't think they pushed the engines to the max, but I think they're they're definitely not increasing like they were. They were like stepping up 200 horsepower like every round, or every every season. Now it's kind of they leveled out again. Well, I think the changes that don't aren't going to be don't shouldn't be to the cars. I think the cars are what they're going to be. You're going to let the teams develop the cars, but um, it's the event in a whole needs to. Well, I mean, the, the problem is, is that what I'm saying is the drivers always want to be faster than the other drivers. So where, really, where do they push it from here? That's my thing. It's like, where do they innovate from here? So I don't know. Or do they put a cap on it and just put everybody start? But I don't think that's ever going to happen. I mean, maybe it will. I don't know. I think this year is going to be a different. I mean, 2024 is going to be, I think, a transformative year, I think. Um, or that it'll start being talked about. Maybe 2025 will be more of a change of how drifting works i think there's going to be a difference hmm. in the coming two years for drifting hmm. whether it, the style of competition changes or there's different regulations or just something to change it up i think we've been doing the same thing for 20 years right so mm-hmm. i think that uh i think you you hit a threshold where something needs to kind of change in the in the formula yeah but that being said we're talking about um the evolution of a motorsport. Me and Paul went to a NASCAR event. Oh yeah. Oh we yeah. That's something that we can talk about. So I got um, box seats, I guess, for Homestead NASCAR. It wasn't. It was My invite got lost in the mail. It was, it was you only frustrated. It was that. stupid. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. It was stupid. Yeah. It okay. wasn't like the box seats that we had in the Panthers. It okay, like all right, all. all right. So I I got one. I get two tickets. Um, so I asked Tim to go with me, and so he said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll check it out." And so we go drive down there. You know, an hour drive down to Homestead, and uh, we pull up, um, which we basically parked in an area that nobody checked our park. Like you have to pay to park, but. Nobody checked that we had the proper credentials. Credentials. Yeah. All we did was say is we're in blue, and they're like, oh yeah, you go here. We got blue parking pass. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead of the story, but you could literally go to a Homestead Speedway NASCAR event and just have your phone open with anything on it, <laughs> and you can literally go all the way up to the skyboxes. <laughs> Nobody checks a darn thing. Yeah. Oh boy. They, we walked through the gate. They didn't scan it. He just kind of showed. And they're like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, we got all the way to the skybox without anybody checking correction. Like, we were, like, volunteering the information. 
And they were just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go up to the, the you know, whatever floor. And like, yeah, okay. and if you were like a good, like, BSer, you could probably get in the skybox and, you know, make There is no reason cards. to pay for a NASCAR Homestead Miami event. <laughs> now, maybe earlier in the day, maybe because we went after it started, maybe that's yeah. why I was a little laxed. That could be why. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I'll give them that because they apparently Pitbull was playing earlier, right? Yeah, or something. there was a little bit of some concerts. So, so maybe they were a little stricter. But when we went, it had already started. And... um yeah, literally just walked all the way there. through. And a lot of people there. And it is ridiculously loud. I've never been to a NASCAR event before. Mm. It, is, it is like Gabby's car times 10. Oh, no. It was wow. like... It, got, think of it this way. Think of you're tied up, and the only thing hanging out of the back of Gabby's car through the hatch <laughs> is your head. <laughs> and he's driving all the way to Orlando. <laughs> at 9,000 RPM. Yeah, 9,000 RPM. Okay. <laughs> That just think of that, okay? <laughs> You're right. Okay, how fun would that be? And he's he's also in a tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> and he's in a tunnel. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yeah. So yes. it, it was loud. It's and and then it's loud, right? But then there's also like this resonance that's happening. So it's like just blow your ears out loud, and then wow 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 wow, the whole place is going. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Because so there's they, a resonance because of the sound. Yeah. When they start them all together, you know, it's loud and kind of goes around the track. It's loud. But then after the race goes on for a little bit, and they're all everybody's separated. so far spread apart, there's constantly cars going. The most exciting thing is watching them change the pit. tires. In yeah, the pit. the pit was really cool. Watching them pit and seeing how, like, they, why they decide to kind of pit together. It's, like, interesting because you get one guy, a couple guys pit, and then these other guys are going around. And then you have, like, ten that decide to pit after that. And it's like, what? How does that even work? Like, I don't, even, I, I don't really know hey, too much. Bobby Pitted. Well, Bobby Pitted. Let's pit. Oh, man, we should Get Ricky and Joe in here. We need to get a pit in here real quick. I don't know. Another thing that was kind of like, I'm like, I, I, how much I took for granted is the positioning system. Like, how does that work in all the different racing um, things? How do they know exactly when this guy passes this guy? Like how do they do that whole system? I was I was like I'm like I didn't even I'm think sure about that. I'm sure GPS trackers. They gotta have GPS. I guess, trackers. but it just seems like it's like wow. I didn't even think about that. Like if as soon as this guy like passes him by hair, he's already boop. Yeah, you see, because there's not constantly a leaderboard that's being displayed in the middle of the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not like just as like every lap it gets updated. It's just mm-hmm. freaking as they're bouncing back and forth, the the position gets updated. So yeah. it's like wow. I wonder how they even do that. It's so just point interesting to me. Being and bringing that up is NASCAR, where did it start? Right. right. It started with the bootleggers back in the day. They would soup up their cars and they would race on the, the beach over in Daytona. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it went from that to what it is today. That being said, that was probably what? When was Prohibition? It was 1950s, 40s? A long time ago. long time mm-hmm. ago. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was around the time of the war, right? A world war around that time. But, but let me ask you this then: How was, in your point of view, the run of show? Was it was there constant delays, or was it? Did you get a sense that there was like constant action? Well, once it starts, yeah, it just keeps going. Um, okay, disclaimer: We got there. We drove almost an hour down there. We were there for what half hour? <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> forty-five yeah. minutes at yeah. most, and we were just like, eh, yeah, we've is, had enough. And we are you serious? serious. Yeah. We spent more time no driving there and back. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. We were literally we were not there for an hour. Yeah, before we're like that. Eh, this was so stupid. Yeah, you sucked. guys are something else. Right. What? 
Because you did the same thing at Formula Drift it when they hot. were down there. To our defense, Rich was right there with us. He was all on board. Yeah, it's too hot like, here. Yeah, it's too freaking hot. <laughs> it's too hot. Let's get out of here. But yeah, no, it was the same thing. It's just, I don't know what it is about Homestead. I got a bad thing about Homestead. But no, it was it was just boring. It's like the, watching the pit was cool, but being out there on the stands, like you're in the skybox and it's a, the seats are not very great anyways. And then everybody's sitting inside the actual little glass room because nobody wants to be outside because it's so freaking So loud. it's really crowded in this little tiny room yeah. and everybody's eating hamburgers and hot dogs and <laughs> drinking vodka. Yeah, I mean, like, how much? And we, we were the only ones that knew each other. I mean, either one guy, I don't know. He didn't know the people that invited us there. Yeah. He basically got an invite. His boss. It wasn't go. chill like the like the Panthers one. The Panthers one, we kind of just ate and did what we want and we're just cool. We yeah. had our own chairs. Everything was r- really nice. This was a tiny little room. Or outside in, in, in dreadful, horrible <laughs> noise. And we didn't have any earphones or we didn't have any earplugs. We didn't plan ahead. Yeah. I, I didn't just, realize. So, I didn't think it would be that loud. I just really didn't think it would be that loud. What, what were you guys thinking you were going into? I didn't know. I'd never been. Right. I understand you've never been. But mm. you you should have expected... I mean, I don't know. What were your expectations? I, guess I thought just- Tom Cruise was going to be there or Ricky Bobby. I mean, <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Something like that. No, I was I was thinking it would be loud, but I didn't think it would be like that loud. Okay, there we I go. Was like, I'm like, drifting is loud, so I'm like, it's got to be something. Oh, this is nothing. No, drifting is nothing compared to that. That is like Insane. a whole other level. It's like that puts like you, the sound level of that is like standing like if you were if you're following drift cars from maybe like five feet away. Okay, time. remember when we were at um, Vegas? Yes. Yeah. And we couldn't hear each other talk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we got little breaks in between cars. Or right. It was like that. Oh, you couldn't even hear yourself talk. Yeah. It was, it was pretty Yeah, was I was talking loud. to Tim, and he's like, I can't understand what you're talking about. What are you saying? And we were like right next and to each other. And there are thousands of people just doing this. Yeah, it was, it was, there wasn't much excitement, no. no. So I, I don't know why people could say. How can Maybe they the pre-show. Maybe they go for the pre-show. I'm sure there was probably, you know, Pitbull, Dale, you know, Mr. Drift 5. Were to me, but the thing to me is, like, there's no way that is better than watching a drift event. Just, there's I agree. no way. I agree. But back to my point, that is what? When did we find out when uh, NASCAR started? Oh, we'll find out when it, when it started. I want to say, say it was it was formally started probably like 56 or something like that. I don't know. I 1947. I was close. Less than 10 years off. Anyways, yeah. my first guess was better. But um, so 47, what's well, 76 years ago? So 76 years from now, are you doing my math, right? Yeah. I was right. No. no. Uh, 47. 90, 80. No. 76. It's 20, 23. Right. So it's if it was 47. Yes. 76. 76? Let me bring out the calculator. Okay, where are we? 2023? What year? 1946? 47. 6 or 47? 77. 76. Yeah, you're right. Freaking heck. Just testing you. Testing me? You guys couldn't do it in your head. That's pretty bad. I wasn't really paying attention. Okay. Anyways, um... So we'll see where drifting is another 50 years from now. Mm. We'll be dead. <laughs> we'll be yeah. dead. We'll be dead. Imagine. I won't be dead. Can we get an update on your car? Because hey, wait, I just realized what, what something. 
that that's a different BMW. And two, the other thing I noticed is that last time, Paul and I cast a lot of doubt on your ability to be able to get the car ready for Black Friday. I, I still don't, no, I don't know think it's if gonna you're going to be able to, so, but you, you seem very adamant and very sure that you're going to be able to get the car ready for Black Friday. No, so I said it was it, a possibility. It still is a possibility. It depends on how I want to push it. Paul, you want to back me up on this? <laughs> yeah, we were pretty You were pretty adamant. Like, ah, why? You guys well, you were like, there's no way. I'm like, there is. It depends on how, how much I want to push it, right? Um, I should get the car back from Bryce this week, and then I just have to take it to the dyno. Right, but there's a wrench in the works where the drive shaft on my truck is bent, okay. and I I can't I can't tow anything. I don't even want to drive over sixty five miles an hour, so I had to order that. So I'm not towing anything anywhere. I'm gonna tow it back, but I'm gonna take side streets. I'm not gonna take the highway as long as I don't go over sixty. I'm fine. When you um, well, when you, just let me know when you're picking up. I can I can tow it back for you. Okay, let's know. But. It would depend on that. Basically, I could pick it up from Bryce and take it to the dyno the weekend after. But I, I think that's too. That's rushing through things too fast. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I agree. But is it possible? It's possible. It's just, you can also land on the moon. It's possible. No, because there, there's a there's a dome over there. You can't get through it. Oh God! <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> but but so the point being, and I told Bryce I don't want him to rush. I want him to take his time, and do what he's got to do, and he's doing some pretty cool stuff. I mean, yeah, really so, cool stuff. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I was, it's definitely. Sorry. Oh, well, it's definitely in great going. hands. Uh. Right now he's. He's, he's doing something with the Drift Sessions logo in the car. I don't know what it is. He sent me a little kind of screenshot of it. Um, I'm pretty excited to see how it comes out. And he's doing, for those of people that don't know, he's doing the firewall and um, touching up some things that need touching up and cleaning up. And then... Um, what's, the, what's the name of the shop? Breakbank. Yeah, Breakbank. So, yeah. yeah. It's like a conglomeration of... Um, of uh, what should we call Adam. it? Adam, Ginkle, Bryce... And I always forget the other guy's name, Kyle. I think Kyle, because I actually text him like, "Well, what's that other guy's name?" I always forget his name, and he's usually like always the one that's there too. Um, bu- 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 so, anyways, that's why the thirty is in the garage because remember that video that I did when I got the car and I said it doesn't leak. Yeah, it leaks. It leaks. It leaks everywhere. <laughs> it leaks a lot. At least all it over like the place. It like ruined my pavers and my driveway. Kind of leaks. I got to flip the wow. pavers. Okay. Yeah, it's it's can't even bad. boil it out. Uh, no, because I had it. Um, what do you call it? Sealed. Uh-oh. So when you heat the sealant, it turns black. <laughs> Trust me, I tried that already. Um, but yeah. Um, man, what's his name? Blah, blah, blah. Just uh, acid dip the uh, sealant and unseal it. Um. I well, I got to try some stuff. I was just gonna flip the flip the um the pavers. The pavers, yeah, yeah, something else. Mm. No, but it looks it looks. It, he, Bryce does great work. He did uh, great work on uh, Gabriel's uh, whole rear radiator setup. So Tyler, um, sorry, yeah, Tyler, Tyler, Adam, and Bryce, Break Bank crew. So yeah, ah. if you guys. Anybody? If you can get it in there, because I know he, they're slam busy and they do some, they, they're doing some good work. Really they good work. Do good work. Yeah. The shop's nice and clean. 
So it's it's just good. Yeah, no, I saw them. I saw had them like literally take apart a whole front end of an S14, all with all the spot welds, undo them because somebody botched a, a, a right hand drive swap. Oh, God. So this guy brought it to them mm-hmm. to basically. Adam took apart a whole front clip mm-hmm. with all the spot welds, took it all apart and re-put it together on this other wow. S14 and spot weld and spot welded it back together. Mm-hmm. It looked like a factory, like wow. It looked insane. Wow. Well, after good. it was done. Yeah, good. it was crazy. So they definitely do good work. So yeah. I think that's where I'll probably take the car to get the uh, cage put in. Yeah. Cause yeah. Uh, he doesn't miss any uh, welds. Yeah, wow. So that's another thing. <laughs> he he was able to um to fill in all the well, he had to fill in some welds on the cage that Chris missed. <laughs> with what? With, with welding rods. Well, so Chris welded did the cage, and there was like like two or three spots that he he missed. So he 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 took care of those. Finished welding them. Finished. Plus, ah, okay. So now also Chris forgot to do the the front intrusion bars. I'm not gonna have him do it. I'll do those. Um, I, I wouldn't want to wish that upon anybody because that's not gonna be fun. But well, um, he did. He, uh, Bryce did him for. Uh, yeah, Gabby's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyhow. Um, so this is in here because I'm trying to get the leak off the driveway um, and I've been trying to sell it. Looks like I'm probably not going to sell it. So I've already started looking up parts and stuff for this car. So you're probably. I'm probably what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you looking to do? What am I looking to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, pal? What? Depends. Right. So ideally swap to a manual. I like the M20, getting the M20 intake Why don't manifold. You just take mine. Because take I can't sell this. What am I going to do with two? No, I t- take my manual. The, oh, the, the transmission yeah, it's out got, of it? It's got the whole swap in there. I didn't think about that. <laughs> you just swap it Well, there when I get time. Yeah. yeah right. I got to work on the other car first, but swap this to manual, turbocharge it, but not drift car. Not drift car. Wide body, make it look nice. What's wrong with it? What, what are you shaking your head for? <laughs> Nobody's going to buy it. I've been trying to sell it. Yeah. Well, what are you shaking your head for? I, I, I just don't like you. Don't need any more distractions. All I right? don't. You're absolutely right. That's but, why I sound like I'm starting this now. But here, <laughs> yet, yet here it is. Yet here it is. But yet here it is. Yet here it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, Timmy. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I got three cars. Yeah, that all don't run. Yeah, you're you're much worse. Yeah. You're well, like you need therapy. The, uh, I'm gonna focus on the other yeah. car first. Totally focus on the other car first. All right. Okay. All right. Well, this isn't costing me anything. The wife doesn't like it. She wishes I could sell it. And I wish <laughs> I could sell it too. I mean, five grand. Anybody wants it? Five grand. It runs, drives, AC works, everything works. It's got some rust. That's the that's 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 like the problem. Comes with the territory, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. It yeah. It kind of yeah, does. Yeah. And it's in the typical spots that they all they, they all rust. rust. <laughs> but it's fixable. I'm not really too worried about it. Hmm. Yeah, but they're all all the three out there. Unless you have fifteen grand to spend, you're buying a project. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're old cars yeah. and they're rust buckets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Except oh, did, did he tell you that he found? Remember my uh, the old E30 I had that I wrote yes, with cages. We spoke about this. Did you did you see the pictures of it? I saw photos. Oh my gosh, the cage is literally rusted out of it. Yeah, like, you you could probably you could probably. Pull the cage out of it. If you cut, you'd have to cut the roof off. You pull the cage right out because all the rust, huh. all the the plates that I welded are, are, are there, completely hanging. Like, but they're not the they're the the welds where they were welded into the chassis of the car. Are gone. They're all gone. <laughs> so you basically cut the roof off, pull the cage right out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's trying to sell it, and I'm like, there's no way. 
Like, uh, this car is not sell sell worthy. Sell, yeah, it's not sellable. Yeah, this is a uh, metal scrap, if anything. Yeah. He's like, well, the cage. I'm like, the cage. What cage? Hey, what can we? What, what about the cage? Yeah. You gotta redo the whole floor. Like now you need a floor. You have the cage, but you don't have a floor. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs a floor? <laughs> no, I mean, people cut those floors all the time and weld the new floors. I guess you I could do that. Yes, you can. But geez, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of work. Anyways. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up to you guys, and uh, oh, yeah, okay. FTF, right? Um, has his own podcast. Hang on. So <clears throat> everybody's got their own podcast, and they do better. But I mean, his um, so Josiah Felice on his show, he on podcast, he had uh, I forgot his name, RJ Drift Club, RJ, yeah, yeah. the, the guy, guy that uh, big, big, big uh co founder of Hop Hit Auto Fest. Along with some oh, of the other, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the co-founder of Hop It Auto Fest, along with Jeff Jones, and he had him on the show. And I mean, it's a, it a great conversation. So if you guys want to check that out, feel free to do so. But one of the things that stood out to me was Josiah has an idea for a different type of judging format, whereby, and I'll play it. I think I got the right time time step for it, but it's somewhere along the lines of. Getting four, having four judges, and then you have two judges just focused on the uh, lead driver, and two judges focused on the chase driver. Sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, but yeah. So <clears throat> let me go. Did we try something like that? We tried zones. Remember that we, we tried. We, we tried I zones. thought the zone thing was a good good idea, but so that way they can win different zones. Mm-hmm. Remember. We tried that, but uh, I pissed it, off Lee Yearwood. Well, Lee Yearwood was angry. That's because it was different. Anything you do different is going to piss somebody off, and Lee Yearwood doesn't really count. See, based on our experience, yes, I, I agree with that, that every time we've tried to sort of test something out or, or do something different, we experience a lot of pushback from it, whether some of it was valid, uh, valid others was really kind of absurd, and I just think that, I don't know if it's a thing where people are, are just unwilling to accept any sort of change or they're just comfortable with the way how things are in regards be, to drifting. They complain about that too. So With what? The current drifting, current judging. People complain about that all the time. People right. just complain. That's the problem. That's so a good that's, point. That's the thing. Mm. True. But I, I just think that with that mindset, you're you're not allowing perhaps some other types of drifting or other types of uh, judging criteria to be able to flourish mm-hmm. and maybe improve the sport. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I just remember thinking back to the King and Con line, how the way how we did the that series, the um, one year we had it where every, I mean, we had like four rounds, I guess you can mm-hmm. say, and every round was part kind of like a qualifying round. Mm-hmm. So, when, wherever you ended up, we would treat it as a competition, and then wherever you would end up and in results, you would get uh, X amount of points. Yeah. Right? And then when it came down to the final event, then whoever was at the top 32 of that leaderboard was eligible to compete for right. the final King of Line. Right. You had to earn your top 32 spot through the other events. Right. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, it would also... If, I think if I recall correctly, we did away with qualifying for the final round because we already had top our 32. top 32 yeah. and, and placed and everything. So I thought that worked out well. Yeah, I, I thought so too. 
mm-hmm. but I do remember getting a lot of pushback from it. I remember people just being like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. The, you know, why are we doing this? It should just be like a regular thing. And I think at the end of the day, though, it worked. I mean, to some extent, it worked. There were some issues. Yeah. I think there was like one or two people that couldn't make it out because for whatever reason, the car wasn't ready or the, uh, the schedule well, wasn't working I mean, out. But you don't, you don't design the event around the driver. The, of course. Yeah, so. But I, I just think that with all of the other ideas that we try to do, yeah, some worked, but I think I would have liked to have done Explore More. I mean, we've tossed some more ideas back and forth, mm-hmm. but it's just we... I think it was just a concern of just whether or not people would be willing to be receptive to it. Yeah. I like the zone thing for tandem. I thought it was cool. We did that at USDC. And, um, um, one of the first rounds of USDC. Or one of the first events of the USDC. We did judges. We split the track into three zones. And we had a judge for each zone. And um, and we, we, when we say zone, sorry to cut you off. Not, I mean, we still had out, out, you know, outside zones and inside clips. But there was judging zones. So each judge, you had three judges, and each one judged his own. The idea was is that the hard, it's hard for judges to, especially in, in grassroots events, to see the whole track because you don't get a good vantage point. You don't have, we, back then we didn't have live streams and stuff like that. So this was letting the judge just focus on that one area and really critique it and then have the next judge take over from there and the next judge. And we were placed around the track. We weren't together. Yeah, judges were separate. And I thought that was a good idea because you because you've seen it in the past and we've heard things about different events how the judges kind of get together and then and you may have a judge that gets swayed by the other two judges. No, man, what are you talking about? They totally kill you. You know, well, no, I don't think. And they, they they can debate it. This was you're separating the judges and you're like judge number one who got who won your zone, judge number two who won your zone, and that's two out of three, right? So you would actually have you could you like you you could flip flop. So, like, zone one, you could win zone one and then lose zone two, but then win zone three. Right. So, like, you can get gapped down the straight and during the first zone on the initiation, but then when you get into zone two and three, you caught back up again, and now you're on their door, right? Yeah, so so it really gives you six areas to win Mm -hmm. rather than just one run and two run. So I think that gave – I think it – I still would be interested to see that implemented a little bit harder and it's just – or just – kind of like tweak it and see if you could get it to work because it adds a new dynamic because like again if you get gapped because a car is you know just set up to you know grip really good and <laughs> you can catch up later well the problem is is a lot of times what will happen there'll be one part of the track where the judges are wowed okay for instance and this was um at that uh, america's union event at the um at the car track there was a driver that like manjied the whole straight and all the judges lost their mind because they manjied down the straight. And I thought it was ridiculous, but like, they were like <laughs> whoa, what was insane entry. And we're talking, I thought it was, I thought it was utterly ridiculous how they were losing their minds over the entry. And that driver could have failed, you know what I'm saying? Failed the rest of the course, but because they impacted the judges on that one area of the track, it and, gives that driver the win. Yeah. So that eliminates that, right? You can't just have one awe like oh they're on his door you know and then it just leaves all the judges with this impression right because that's what happens it's an you're you're we're just naturally are going to remember the most impactful moment of the of the run x factor the x factor right (laughs) the most impactful moment this eliminates that x factor or that that impactful moment because that judge maybe 
wow, that was great. But or it, you could add a fourth judge as X Factor judge that judges the entire course, the entire run. Yeah. So that adds eight different things that you could win. I think adding more judges to the pot is, is well, I don't know. Anyways. I think that, that would still be interesting, but you're saying he has a different way of doing it. Yeah, he has. I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Let's check it out. Wait, hang on. I just got to want to develop a type of drifting that I think every other sport has had, and for some reason, drifting never has. And it kind of follows suit with what you're saying, focusing on drivers, making them feel like they're valued, which yep. is something that I care a lot about. So. My first point is to create a type of judging and scoring for qualifying that stays with the driver somehow. So I'm going to explain this um, the best I can. For qualifying, there is no longer individual runs. It will never happen in this series. It will always be done in a battle format. So you'll be qualifying in battle. How will that be scored, you ask? It's like, okay, well, we're going to have two judges for lead and two judges for chase. Let's pause We're not going to have three judges, and we're not going to. Because I don't think it's going to be a good way to break this down and remember it all. Okay. I think that's a horrible idea to qualify tandem because the amount of crashes that could happen in a tandem qualification. I mean, hell, look, James Dean got practically destroyed in a practice. Yeah. And to have qualifying tandem, I, I I don't agree with that. You can only do it at the pro level where the drivers are all capable of tandeming. You couldn't do that on a pro am. No, but even if yeah, it'd have to be pro level only. Right, drivers. but I just still I don't see what the point of that is. Like, why would you? Because then you don't even. How do you? How are you gonna pair them? Like how are you gonna like that doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, well we, it do, it doesn't well. It's like it's what Tim pointed out not too long ago and a couple of episodes ago is that it doesn't matter who you go up against. You're supposed to just there's a certain expectation when you're at at a pro level competition that you're supposed to drive uh, with. And you're if you're going to be competing at this level, you're supposed to be able to drive against anybody Anybody. and be able to adapt against anybody that's Mm -hmm. that's thrown at you. But I just don't. I don't know. So something. To me, it's like you could be thrown against some people that are just, you know, not on your same level and could cause you to, you know, throw your card in the wall. And it's just. He's trying to make qualifying more exciting. Yeah, I get it. And it would make qualifying more exciting. But to me, stop that. Stop what? Stop qualifying. Get rid of. If qualifying is not exciting, get rid of it. So then how do you, you determine random brackets, draw. random draw? I don't think random draw. I, I think, think random draw is, I think, why not? I think you come up with a a battle style Or wait, wait, hold on ranking. Or you have one qualifying at the very first round, and then from then on, you are battling against the order of points. Or how about this? Yeah, qualifying so is one done. Qualifying, qualifying round is done. Qualifying is done off, not even broadcast. It's like when they do the tech, they do qualifying. They have it like a standard procedure, like you know, it has all of the different types of like when when they turn F one, right? They, they qualify the they don't qualify the day that they race, do they? Correct. They usually the day well, before yeah, or something. The same like that, thing. Right? Yeah, the right. same thing. Well, but like well, anyways. So just do one qualifying round at the beginning of the season, and then from that on, then on. 
each round after you are based on your points. There's no reason to qualify because depending on how well you do that round is going to depend where you fall in the qualifying bracket the rest of the season. And those people that get zeros, I mean, then it's just a luck of the there's there's nothing you do but you get a zero, you get a zero, right? But everybody should be able to walk away with at least a couple points in qualifying. My my thing is that is the opposite of that. Mine is that exhibition style. You weren't you work your way up at diff like there's scheduled events. Every event you get a chance to go against this guy. This guy is in the bra- this place in the bracket. If you beat him, you can challenge the next guy that's Are above you, you're him. You're talking about like um just like fighting, just like UFC. Or like uh street outlaws. Right, you have your top ten, but, and then you're battling for those positions. But yeah. I think what I'm like, what I'm saying is, you have one qualifying event. You everybody gets points on this qualifying event, and that sets the bracket. And as they win competitions, they can build up in the bracket, or they can drop down in the bracket. So round two, the winners, uh, you know, depending on the qualifying score plus their their first qualifying score plus whatever points they earned during that first competition is going to establish a ranking. And then just the rest of the seasons, you just use that same ranking. You don't need to run qualifying again. There is a problem, though. Why? The problem is is that, let's say, for instance, you have someone like Von Gooden Jr. who doesn't appear in the first two rounds, so, and you already have 32 drivers. How is he got to fit into... Who cares? It's, you don't design an event around the driver. We just talked about that. That's on the driver and the team. If if he decides in the beginning of the season that he only wants to compete half the rounds, he's not going to win the championship regardless. Right. So what does it matter? Why well, would you Why it, would you change that according to that? Well, it matters because then if you already have 32 drivers locked in, if let's say, for instance, round one, mm-hmm. you have 32 drivers that competed. Round two, you still have those same 32 drivers, mm-hmm. but then... Von Gin Jr., who missed round one, is going to round two. How is he going to be able to compete if there's already 32 drivers? It doesn't matter. You don't. You, if you're not doing a full season, why are you doing a formula? Why are you doing a pro competition? Well, you should ask Vaughn because that's what he did. Well, because he can, because it's set up that he can do that. I'm, I'm saying don't set it up. So why would you? What I'm saying is why are you going to design a series so you can cater to drivers that may or might not compete the whole season. That would make no, that makes no sense. You don't, that's with anything, right? You don't appeal to the needs of the few, right? It's always the needs of the many. If you're Mm going to run a series, you say, we're doing a qualifying event. If he knows there's a qualifying event, well, he damn sure better be there. If he wants to compete, if he doesn't want to compete, then he doesn't want to compete. Now you could qualify 50 drivers, right? Um, So if a driver doesn't show up, then, that event, people maybe they can move up, so you're not doing buy runs. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see why you would design an event, a series around the what if a driver only wants to compete half the series? Who cares? If he wants to compete half the series, then tell him to go drift somewhere else. Well, that, that's just like you mentioned already. That's yeah. just how it is now. Right. But what you're suggesting is not only a. Uh, a restructuring of the qualifying, but mm-hmm. also restructuring of the whole series itself. Yeah. Well, only thing you're doing is you're doing one qualifying round. You're using the points system in order to determine your bracket for the next event after that. And like I said, you do a qualifying. Every driver that wants to compete that season can show up there and get some points for that one event, qualifying event. Later on, if a driver drops out, then you have a pot of drivers that can fill the gap if you need to. Or you just do a buy run. I don't, I don't see why it's a big deal. All those drivers are going to do every round just unless they break anyways. 
Well, it also does away with wild cards, too. You know, wild cards, you have your top 32. You know, the driver's going to be there. The fans don't know who's going to be there. And I don't know. I don't know. That's just one idea. I'm hmm. sure there's many out there. But Interesting. Because qualifying sucks. Nobody likes watching. But anyway, so <laughs> yes, I mean, he's trying suck. to come up with a different type of qualifying. So let's see what else he has to say. Yeah. I follow the same criteria that everything has ever followed ever because I'm a trailblazer. And we don't do things like yep. other people. So... This is going to be my own format, and I actually want to call it FDF judging style because whenever we go into competitions, they always say, do you guys want uh, FD style judging or do you want this style or like your traditional line angle style? And I'm like, who said that it was so-and-so's thing? So whatever. Anyways, this is going to be two judges for the lead, two judges for the chase. The two for the chase are going to only judge chase all day long. Mm Mm-hmm. That will be judged out of 50 points. Mm-hmm. The lead judges are going to be judging lead runs all day long. Mm-hmm. That will be judged out of 50. The track will not be broken down into zone, inner clip, zone, whatever the format may be. It will be judged by five sections. Section one, uh. two, three, four, five. And you'll mm-hmm. be judged out of 10 points per section. So your initiation, let's say you're initiating into a zone. That will be your section one. You will be judged out of 10 on the first section. As soon as you initiate, let's say you were not so quite on the wall, and you went through and you got into the zone maybe a bit late, you get a 7 out of 10, mm-hmm. and you follow the track until you reach 50 points. In a battle format, let's say it's me versus you. I'm leading first, you're chasing. The judges are going to judge me on how I was in each section, which can be broken down into line angle and style for the lead. You are the chase driver. You are going to be judged on mimicking my angle and my line and proximity. So how good were you able to match me and how close were you doing it? Correct. So what's going to happen is this will change the way that chase drivers drive forever. Because the worst thing that happens is when You have two cars, and let's say the lead driver is a crappy run. Mm -hmm. The chase driver now knows that he doesn't need to do much. He just needs to be there, two, three cars back, and he'll be good. He'll win the battle. I don't ever want to see that ever again. I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. When you go into a finals battle, someone makes a mistake, and they're like hanging back six cars. I hate it. That would be a zero in the chase position, and you never want to do that. So what's going to happen is once after the first run, Say I lay a killer lead, I got 45 out of 50. Mm -hmm. Let's say you did a pretty good chase, 42. This is where it gets interesting. Those scores will be posted live Mm -hmm. before the second half of the battle. So going into our second half of the battle, you will know that I have the advantage and everyone else will know. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting with a 45, you're sitting with a 42. You are going to have to kill it in the lead in order to up my three-point advantage. I'm going to have to do everything I can to hold on to it because I know you're going to go hard. And I have to at least match a 43 in the chase, which is really good. Yeah. So when I compete, we're, I'm going to be dooring you so hard because of how well you did, and then you need to be, hit every single point perfectly. There's no room for saying, mm, he, you don't really need to do a full kill run. You just need to do pretty good. Like That'll be dead in the yeah. water, um, and you'll lose immediately. So the battle concludes. Let's say I messed up in the chase. I got a 36, and you did do a killer lead. 
42. Add those two together, there's your winner. Yeah. OMTs will be almost non-existent. Um, the, the fans are going to know so fast who's winning and who won. There will be almost no deliberation. It's basic math. Yeah. Judging by section, what I imagine is them driving through the course and the judge just has one through five. And as you go through the zone, they're just going to write a number. It's eight, seven, ten, seven, eight. And then they're going to look back. They're going to confirm on the live stream. And then that's your score. Simple as that. And then they're going to post it right away. This is going to remove so much unconscious bias, so much time spent on a unconscious, like, uh, yeah, unconscious bias and opinion and everything else going on with waiting and time. Imagine there was a five minute call between the two runs. I hate that because now you're watching the second half of the battle with a massive space and an yeah. entire battle in between the two. Yeah. How can you possibly decide or know we're human beings? Any human being can't focus on more than like, I think it's four or five things. Yeah. But in drifting, we're trying to look at 40 different variables here. So this is the format that I want to go with. And then to go even beyond what this is, which is going to change drifting as it is. Yeah. Because people are throwing these scenarios at me. They're like, well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? And what if the chase driver messes up and does something to the lead? And I said, these are all variations that happen today and are horribly dealt with. Yeah. Horribly dealt with. I will never have to deal with the stupidest thing that I hate in drifting. And it's when the chase driver blames the lead car for the smallest things. He braked slightly before the brake zone and I hit him. And it's like, dude, you are being judged on how well you can adapt. Yeah. If the lead driver makes a mistake, he will be scored on that on his own. If the chase driver is able to mimic that mistake, you will be rewarded on yeah. your own. If he gets a 40, you can still get a 50. You know what I mean? This will change drifting. There's actually a point to this. Uh, yeah. Well, so one, one thing I do, I think five zones is too much. Yeah, too much. for It's going too fast. I think trying to keep track of five zones is too much. I think yeah, the three, three zones, zones is, is, reasonable. is more reason is more. You have more time to if you break a track, especially some of these smaller tracks into five separate zones. That's kind of. That's hard to compute in your mind, like for anybody. I think it also depends on the size of the track, too. I mean, Irwindale, probably see maybe like or five zones. If you're going to have two judges, what I would suggest is break the track into four zones. Actually, four judges, sir. Two judges for each. Follow and, yeah. Yeah. So break it into four. Um, overlap. They're judging. So judge, so say follow judges one and two. Follow judge one gets zone one and three. Follow judge two gets zone two and four. So he can focus on focus on zone one. Okay. Judge one can focus on zone one. Okay. Compute that in his brain. He has time because he has that works. I, boom. I, yeah. And then by by the zone three, he's ready to kick back in and brain work again and focus for you know five seconds and then they compute that and then they both kind of lead lag that and the same thing with the lead judges the two lead judges and i think if you do it that way break it into four and then you know leave a little gap between it gives their brain a break okay let me think okay that was a five 
boom, focus, boom, yeah. back on. Yeah, stagger, stagger. I think that's a good idea. I think staggering the the zones for the judge. I think that's. I think what he what he has there is very similar to what we we're talking about originally. It's just we didn't have replays to look back at, so the idea was that one judge just focuses on this area and gives it his undivided attention. This is kind of like stepping it up to another level to what we wanted to do. So this is like giving a follow and a lead. So now you have so many more chances to win or lose. Yeah, it does eliminate it one more time, which could drag on. And I, I do, I do agree with them. Like it does suck to know that you have it in the bag. Like the guy has it in the bag, right? Because the guy did a crappy lead, and now you know you got you can. The guy's can not going to give it his all. On the yeah, he's going to give his all. He's going to he's going to like you know sandbag it, but. I think they need to bring bring back the speed guns too. <coughs> I think knowing the speed on entry is. I think that could be utilized. entry speed is important. I, I think, think entry speed is important. Yeah, I think that should be part of the judging as well. I think they need to bring that back in. I wonder why they took it out. <clears throat> that could be your X factor points. <laughs> that could be so. Depends on how you divide the points. That could be your one out of ten points if you're doing. Depending on how you're dividing the score up, right? Well, if like I said, if you break it into four zones, then that could be your extra ten points for the fifty. Yeah. So you'd be 10, 10 points for speed and then 40 10 points, points per zone and then your 10 points is your speed. And then you do the speed. You can determine that during if you're doing qual- where you're qualifying, you could just look at the average speed and or the highest speed and then that's the 10, right? The highest speed of the day during practice and qualifying. You just have somebody watch it. Who went the fastest actually completed a lap? That's the highest. That's a 10. If you get that speed, that's a 10. Would you be willing to, let's say, for instance, add a clause where if, the, let's say, they um, achieve the highest entry speed, mm-hmm. but they have to finish the run? Well, yeah, you have to finish. Of course you have to finish the run. Well, it's possible they could achieve the, entry, uh, the highest entry speed, but then midway through the run, they go off track. Well, no, zero, zero. The zero trumps everything. Okay. You zero out your run, you get a zero for the whole thing. You don't get any points for speed. The speed is just that bonus points. If you're getting other points, yeah. then you then that becomes an, an eligible part of, or you know, a part of your overall score. Right. Yeah. Now I only say that because if you're going to be utilizing the highest entry speed as the benchmark, mm-hmm. then uh, and let's say for instance the first first half of the track, which includes the entry speed, obviously, mm-hmm. they're able to actually hit the marks. Mm-hmm. With no problems whatsoever, but the second half they go off track. So then that's a zero. Yeah, obviously it's a zero. So then, even though like, let's say for instance, one hundred and six miles per hour is attainable mm-hmm. because we saw one driver uh, pull it off. Yeah, but then in that score, that run they earned themselves a zero. Mm-hmm. But then, so then the next per- high speed was a ninety six, but then the ninety six then will become the, the top benchmark. Well, if the ninety, if he gets a ninety six and completes his run, I mean, you could do well, two hundred miles an hour in an entry and just slam into the wall. <laughs> like two hundred miles is the benchmark. Right, right, no, right, right. we do the highest speed with a completed run. Yeah, it, it, that doesn't take long. You, a lot of the drivers, especially the the top tier drivers, 
they're all going to be pretty close to each other on their entry speeds. It doesn't. It doesn't. Won't take. I mean, long. you could decide. There could be a pre a free tracking. Decide. Hey, uh, ten points is one hundred and ten. You know, miles an hour. You know, eighty miles an hour. Whatever to track it. It's a slow you track. Can say, hey, yeah. you can decide decide that, but push them. You know, and like you know, hey, if you can go, you know, I would I would put the the ten points a little above what's achievable. <clears throat> you know what I mean? So if he actually can do it, like oh my god, he's like. Yeah, take what's reasonable yeah. and then up at 10 points, uh, you know, up, <laughs> up at, at 10 miles per hour, 10 miles an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hmm. Well, add a number throughout the day as the yeah. day progresses just yeah. to see. Our, our max speed was 60, but anybody hits 120. <laughs> you know, what do you mean 120? Yeah. Well, if you 120, you get nah, I think I think that would work. I think that's a good way. I think five zones is way too many. I think getting four judges to be to get beat up is hard to find. Well, it's hard to find four people that have good attention span that also like being ridiculed. But I think I think <laughs> yeah. and, and are good at math too. Yeah, yeah. and also but, can do math. I think his idea of splitting the zone where, where I'm only doing this and then the other guy takes over and then I take over and then he takes over, that'll help. Because it's a lot to, to, to calculate. Thing. Five zones for each person to calculate and you know when to... Uh, they're going so fast through the course to define... I'm supposed to come up. Uh, so I, uh, he's to already, me, he's already way, in the next zone, and I got to think of another point. I think that's too that's, many that's zones. That's too much definition. We went from like, you know... Uh, what is it? Uh you know, just standard definition to 4K. I mean, that, he really went too high def because yeah. that's four four uh, judges judging five zones. That's a lot. And, and of not only that judging. is, you don't you don't real. I don't think you really that's, need to do uh, you know ten points per zone. I think you. I won this zone, lost this zone, won this zone, lost this zone, and you just do one point per zone. There's really no well, reason. His thing is because if you're doing follow lead, you have to get points. Well, yeah, you can give one point. He won this one. He lost this one. No, he but won because you're not you're not judging. He's you're not judging the you're not judging the lead. And you're not judging the follow. Oh, I you're, see. You're, you're judging not, basically you're, you're judging you're, a qualifying run. You're judging a qualifying run. Yeah, like, or how well he tandems. Yeah. Right. You're not saying who did better, like yeah. who defeated who through each zone. You're you're. You're yeah. basically scoring them as a qualifying score. Yeah, that's what you're doing. I think that's complicated. It's a lot to add up to be able to do it like that quick as they're going through zones. Staggering them, I think, would good. Like what we did, we just did zones, and you won a zone, and you got one point, and you had to max the three points. So whoever walked away, you can't get. And his, and his both way, drivers can't get three. There's, there's 20 different areas for points in the way he's doing it because each judge has five zones. So that's 20 different scores. Twenty f- scores. Yeah, for both runs. No, no, for, for just one. Run. Oh yeah, for one run. It's Twenty scores for one run. Yeah, that's a lot of scores. That's forty. Yeah, forty scores for two runs. And you're like, holy cow! Like that's a lot yeah, of math. I think, yeah, I think that's that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I'm wanting to, um, like what you're suggesting. Is I think more reasonable. It, yeah, it's not only is more reasonable, but I think it, it kind of like helps it out a little, like simplify it, it a little bit better. Simplifies it a little more. I think it's we don't need that level of definition. He just like I said, when he took a huge jump in definition or uh, like how to define it, it doesn't need to be defined that much. I think he's in the right like going the right way with it, but I think you step it down a little bit. You don't need to be as hyper. Maybe it's a very 
detailed guy. That's why he likes it like that. But that's extremely detailed. It doesn't need to be that detailed. But it's I, like think, applications. I think it's going to be hard. I think the application is hard. I think it's hard to find four people that can do that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's going to be the biggest challenge. I think having them stagger gives them more time to focus because, like he said, you're only, you're only going to be able to focus on so, so many things for so long before your brain drifts off or you get distracted. If you give yourself five seconds, you can focus for five seconds and zone in, and then you can pop out and then zone back in mm-hmm. for another five seconds. So two judges scoring lead, two judges scoring follow, four zones, each judge – of the lead and the follow will take two zones apiece. That's much easier to be able to teach a judge on how to judge that than it is both judges are judging five zones each and having to write down uh, eight, uh, say, uh, four, two, uh, two. <laughs> it, that's, and it goes through the course so fast. Making it sound like an auction sale or something. It, it, basically, it is, right? Where, like he's saying, if, okay, that first section, uh, by the time he gets to the third section, he'd be like, okay, you got like a six. You know, whatever, and then it's, it's still very subjective. Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, what there, determines no denying it? Yeah, where where's you know how do you determining a ten is is going to be the key, and then but still a zero has got to be a zero, right? And my thing, a zero's got to trump everything. So mm-hmm. you know, it, if somebody zeroes out in one zone, that's got it's a zero no matter what. Nothing else counts. That's got you got to you can't zero out a a zone. You zero out a zone, and you can't. You shouldn't be able to get points for the other zones. Mm. Does that mean people could drop two tires off? People can drive straight through a zone if they want to and still get points. A zero is a zero, no matter what. No, I think I think I think I think I like if you spin at the end of the fourth zone, that zeroes that zone. I don't think you zero the whole run. I think you should. I don't think you should. Because they should be able to complete a whole run. You shouldn't be allowed to zero out a zone and still get points for your other zones. I think just zero is a zero. Well, that's the reason we came up with that was because if you zeros because we had so many people zero. No, it we, was, it was, that's not, we didn't yeah, come up with that because people were yeah. zeroing. No, we came up with that because I was trying to try. I was, we wanted to try something different. If you got a zero, you got a zero. When Giacomo hit the wall, he got a zero. <laughs> got a zero. Someone went off course, you got a zero. It just runs a zero. Well, and like you mentioned prior to this, is the other motivation towards that sort of judging style is, is to separate the judges so that way one doesn't influence the other. That's why we did what we did. Right. That was one of the things, too, is each judge is in a different spot, and then you have one person say, okay, who won this zone? Oh, this person won that zone. You can tally the points, and you okay, well, he won two out of three zones. He's going to advance. He won. But that, that's, that's, I mean, I see your point, Tim, and I also see Paul's, but it's really up to, I think it's up to Josiah to figure that one out. Well, it, yeah. I if, he, see, if he wants to consider. I don't think he would listen to anything we said anyways. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I think this is 100% his, yeah, his decision. Um, but I'm saying, I think, I think, I think you take some of his and take some of ours, and I think that is actually the best. Um design it's hard to say until you actually implement it of course and then you have that and i'm thinking like you would even the way i would like i prefer it would be actually to separate all four judges put them in a booth and just if we could i would want to play the first section on one camera play the first section right after on another camera 
Hey, okay. And then play the, the third section on one camera, play the third section on another camera, and then he gives his points. No, I think it'll take too long. The run show will take too long. It has to be. No, all. no, no, no. This is uh, all in a back room. It's automatically happening. Oh, that's some serious live yeah, streaming no, work. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, pretty serious. But you understand what that? I mean? You'd have, I'm saying you'd that's you'd all have happening while you have that four dedicated cameras. Right. Four dedicated cameras that only film one section of the course. And yeah. and then, then, you could just, then you could do it. <laughs> right. It's doable. Don't get me no, wrong. Because it, you, it, could, it can you could say this this guy, only thing he sees on his screen yeah. is zones one and three. Because you yeah. have one camera on one, one camera on three. It's got two screens. I watch them through one. I watch them through three. The other guy, he only has two and four. And he watches through two and he watches through four. It really removes. And then for the live the, stream, you you can do whatever you want for the live of stream. Of course. And but that com- completely removes the bias. Yeah, and separate the judges. I think the judges and, should and the be separated too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, separate the judges absolutely should be separated. Four booths. They have a direct feed of this, just this area. They're like little pigeons in there, just picking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen Indeed the pigeons? Pigeon. Have you ever seen the pigeons that used to guide missiles? What? what? No. Yeah. So, like before, there was actually targeting systems on missiles. They would actually just put a, a pigeon inside the inside the bomb. What? And what? The, yeah, they would train a pigeon. Yeah, you never seen this before? No. How you gotta look it pig- up. Look up no, pigeon no, targeting. Look this up. How could a pigeon tell the bomb where to go inside? Because the it, it coos. It, it no, coos the, the, pig, the pigeon gets a visual of what the what where the um where it was aimed. And it pecks at the whatever it's supposed to. <laughs> what? And that repositions the yeah. It's I'm telling you the truth. This is how they used to Those use poor pigeons. They yeah, died. The pigeons, yeah, they they just peck to the death. Oh. <laughs> they, they, I never they, heard. Yeah, of it. it's it, it it the way the missile was targeted. It, the pigeon just kept on pecking at the target, and it would reposition the the missile. And it would steer the missile. Steer the missile. Yeah. Would it? I mean, would they bother to give the pigeon a helmet with goggles or something? <laughs> or, or, <laughs> no, I the mean, pigeon, safety equipment? He, uh, yeah, a no, harness? Just, every time he pecks it, he gets food. Every time he pecks it, he gets a little food. And then peck, 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 peck. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. Pigeoning targeting system. <laughs> <laughs> we need, that's what we'll do. Every time the judge judges oh, something, pigeons? we'll give him a little wing. A little, oh, little, like a chicken wing. Or a, like a little, little a mini corn wing. dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> Noel would be super no. motivated. No, I love that. No, well, we'll get the chicken wings. <laughs> Miami Grill, right? Oh, epic! Oh, chicken Nom 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 nom. Oh, wait, another chicken. <laughs> Have like a little sports grill, sports grill, sports grill <laughs> wing pops out. Um, num, 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 num. Every every judge judge oh, judge, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, see, that could be. That could be. I don't think I've been last. Yeah, long. Just, just uh, a visual, uh, right? Uh, just uh, little know. wings popping out. I did good. Oh man. Oh, 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 oh man. See, I'm in tears. Grill, right, sports grill. Is that sports grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah sports, sports grill. <laughs> Uh, you're like, oh, it's like Miami Select Grill Sauce. This is teriyaki. <laughs> I did good. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm dead. Uh, That's good uh, incentive. People yeah. want to eat wings. Yeah. Oh, man. 
That's a good judging system. I think we need a position. All right. Uh, before we wrap up, there's a couple of comments that well, I, I, I want to share. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you that, losers. That's just, wow. I'm just... Wow. Uh, I'm just... Wow. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, DCSA row. NASCAR is easy to watch. Time race. Drift is not for the same target audience. The DOS from D1GP looks very inconsistent. Only two judges to make deductions. Also, DMEC has its flaws with three judges. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris N um, said hello. Good evening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, DCSA wrote again. He just, uh, This is, I assume, uh, referring to uh, Josiah. He described a hybrid DMEC judge style. Sounds good, but let's see it on track. If any glitches pops up from it, well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. It comes yeah. to implementing, right? And and I think that five zones is is I think it has too many zones. It's too fast to just be able to unless you had chicken wings that pop out. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, no, it's too too much to compute too yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think the general consensus is something has to change, right? Yeah, something we, we spoke has about to it change. And whether it's well, one the. Run of show has to change. I think for Formula Drift, they have to streamline it. They have to shorten a lot of things and make it more exciting for the audience. Um, but regardless, the judging has to be... So the thing with the judging that I think is going to help drifting is it really needs to be something that's easy for anybody to understand. The more yeah. complicated mm. you make, the more drift fans are just like, oh, I don't get it, who won? And then you have to go into this explanation. It should be a very simple... That's why the points, uh, that's another reason I don't like the points. I'd rather just a win per zone. Right. You know, win loss per zone because that gives you more definition to, to win or across the track. So if you get a little, if you get gapped, you could still win. But it's easier for people to know, okay, oh, boom, he, he won the, yeah, you know, like, that's well, actually. How, what, what, what distinguishes four points from seven points? Yeah, yeah, I, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I think winning per zone, okay, he won this zone, you get. Three points for winning, one point for losing. Um, you could they could tie the zone, right, and get two points. Whatever. I mean, they could, they I mean, could, could do the, they could do the points, but what they could do instead of saying the points, what they could just say is he won that zone, he lost his zone. Right. That's what you it could has do. to be something that, for at least for like in my opinion, for you have to put it in layman's terms for the layman's for the, terms. Make it simple that new fans can understand it. Oh, okay, I, okay, he won that zone, he won that zone, he won that zone. It's, it's simple. You can do the math. Not like. Yeah. Well, he got four points and he got seven points. Well, what determines four and seven points? That's really, cl- you know what I'm saying? That's really close. Like, how are you? In- and he was saying that you're not going to have inner clips and outer zones and stuff that they're judging by. You're judging per. That's what he said it's, earlier. Yeah, he didn't say. He did say, he said, no, outer gonna, zones, no, no outer zone, no inner clips. So, it's like, wait, so wait, then but, what are they <laughs> judging them on? <laughs> right? What yeah, are you judging right. them on? I think the outer zones and inner clips are a necessity. But I think winning the zones, I think you can go to anybody and say, okay, we have the track in three separate zones, and you could win this zone, lose that zone, win this zone, and the best for whatever zones you want to do. I think being able to make it, um, like you said, quick and easy to explain. And you're just thinking of the chicken wings popping out. (laughs) (laughs) Pecking. Anyways. You guys got to check that out. Yeah, Yeah, pigeon targeting system. Whatever they they come (laughs) up with, whatever (laughs) – Somebody is able to <laughs> can't control, can't control whatever judging criteria somebody comes up with. Uh, one implementing it is going to be extremely difficult because yeah. people are going to reject it because oh, something yeah. different. 
Um, two, I really think making something that is easy for anybody to understand who won and who lost is going to be key. Yeah, because I think that'll bring the audience more. Well, that's the problem we had at uh, Freedom Factor because we had a lot of non-drifting, you know, audience that didn't. They were just coming because Cletus. It was Cletus's thing, right? And they was like, "Who won? I don't understand who won." Right. Like same thing at Ellis Fest. So like, right. I don't know who won. Who won? Right. Like they don't clearly see who won. So how do you make drifting where you, it's okay? It's clear to see this is who won. Right. This is who won. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to get it to that point. I think. Well, easy. You say this car with this color won. This car with this color won. <laughs> no, but why? <laughs> and, and, and that goes back to another thing as far as the future Everybody drifting. Everybody gets wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is making um, drifting more into a spectator oriented. Uh, oriented sport, right? So it's now you're focusing more on the show of it. Who's getting the biggest wows? Who's right? getting the biggest wows? I'm not saying you get the audience the free vote and, and say who won, but what I'm saying is making it easy for the audience to understand why the judges are choosing the winners um, and then making the tracks and the events in such a way that the run of show is quick, so it's entertaining, and um, you just get rid of this long, drawn-out seven hour live stream where it's qualifying and, and there's 10, 15 minutes downtime in between. That's, that's where you lose people. I mean, it's not racing. You can't, no. it's not timed. It's not, you know, we don't check speeds. It's figure skating. So it's gotta be, See, you it's know. not even figure skating because like I said, in well, figure skating and gymnastics, there are predetermined moves. When we talked about the, yeah, you're um, right, yeah. the shot callers thing that I was telling you about, yeah. that we're talking about, is that you have there, you have, they have the routine lined out. The judges know, okay, they're going to do this. They're going to go from this move into this move, and they're going to judge how they perform those yeah. moves, right? Yeah. So it's really not like figure skating. Um, yeah. It's not even, it's not even like the- skateboarding. It's skateboarding, I think they do the same thing. They have their, their, their moves <laughs> lined up in advance, and they're, Judged on how well they um, can execute them. connect and connect the moves together. Drifting is not really like that, right? Yeah. So that yeah, there's a structure right there that okay. What what is similar as a judged sport that doesn't have a predetermined hey this is what I'm going to do, and I think that's why the you know hey that's why we had to define the line right. Well, boxing is similar. Boxing, boxing is, is about sport. amount of amount but now they're counting how many times right they're counting how many tit- hit tits. <laughs> not those, not that boxing. My bad. Wrong type of boxing. It wasn't anyways. Hits, punches, landed. My bad. I'm gonna shut up. Um, well, boxing's yeah. I mean, boxing's kind of that's an argument too. It's like uh, how many punches did they punch and how many did actually landed. That kind of I don't know. Drifting is such a hard thing, but like even that, like that pisses off people all the time. It's like, yes, you know, boxing. Split decision. I, think what, I mean, boxing lost its its prime, and the only reason it came back is because of freaking uh, Jake, Jake Paul, Paul and yeah. Logan Paul and all those mm-hmm. guys kind of brought it back. But other than that, that's the reason it lost because you get these decisions. You're like, I don't think that, like I didn't see that. I didn't, right. I didn't see this guy's winning. Yeah. That's the problem I always hated with boxing. That's the great thing. That's why MMA, MMA was so good. Because, yeah, this guy just beat the hell out of that guy. Right. That he submitted him, right? There's, right. there's, there's <laughs> submissions. not getting back up. There's multiple yeah. way, more, more ways to win. 
it's, um, it's and control and establish control. A and knockout is is or submission was more common in or MMA. just domination, like like with George St. Pierre, like he would just dominate somebody. He wouldn't yeah. necessarily choke him out, but he would just control him the whole time and he would win. Yeah, but whatever. Anyways, I don't know. Drifting is an anomaly when it comes to um, judging because it's not. I don't know what other sport you could say it's really like. Like initially, I used to say it was like figure skating and gymnastics, but then when I started looking into that, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, it's not. My daughter does they, gymnastics. Right? Yeah. They have okay. We're going to do this, this, and they judge yeah. them on how well they do what they're going. That you they said they're going to do, and then each depending on they can do a lot of high level moves, right? But drifting is everybody's attempting the same thing. Chicken wings. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know how you make it. Because like this is gonna make it way more complicated. Yeah, and the drift box doesn't work, right? Because we've seen that in the past. That, that, that to me, way. that's that's the thing that would make sense. If you could get the computer to come up with a score and then automatically generate that on the screen for the the viewers to see, like a drift bar, and then they can oh they can see who's winning. Right, but then right? it goes back to right. Then it goes back to like learning how to fool the box right or, or, or the algorithm how to right? play, how, the, algorithm, how to play yeah. the algorithm right um where you, you can get a high score on the on the on the um the box but in reality it wasn't really that great of a run yeah uh, which yeah, is happening already right right which happens yet so i don't know we'll see we'll see in another 50 years where drifting is <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens well, we there. Won't, but <laughs> yeah maybe some of you will <laughs> um <clears throat> We have one other show before the Black Friday. We have, hopefully, everything works out, a very special guest. Uh, more details will be announced soon enough. We just got to uh, yeah, everybody. Like everybody. Make, I think I think you weren't going to tell them, or are you going to? I think you should. I think you should say No, it. no, no, not yet. Why not? Well, because... Remember last time we said we were going to have a special guest and then it didn't pan out for whatever uh, reason. So, oh, so okay. we need to get a lockdown. Yeah, I mean, okay. just confirmations well, we, and everything. And we don't even know who the guest is, not to give any hints, but <laughs> nobody really knows who this guest <laughs> is. Yeah. So anyways, guys, be on the lookout for uh, an episode. It won't be a live episode, but it will be coming out and we will kind of promote it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it will be, it should be a good episode and something to check out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I have a bunch of questions already. But apart from that, uh, like we mentioned earlier before, too, uh, Black Friday, uh, wait, King of OSW. We're looking for commercial spots. Anybody wants to shoot a commercial or give us a commercial to air during the live stream to help us cover. um, Because we do live stream just kind of on our own. And it'd be nice to be able to cover some costs, right? And give the them some opportunity to yeah, promote their yeah, product or exactly. whatever. Exactly. So, shop anybody wants to sponsor the King of OSW with a commercial, hit us up. Reach out to us. Yeah. If you want to email, you can uh, driftsessionsmedia dot at uh, gmail dot com. Driftsessionsmedia at gmail dot. Not just a commercial too, because we can display their logo. Logos. Yep. The, yeah. Shirts. So. If you if you just want to sponsor us with some gear and we wear on the thing, I'm down with that. Yeah. Hats. Uh, hats. It's hard to do in laundry. Chicken wings. Engines. <laughs> Engines. Engines, yeah. Well, Engines. Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, in any case, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Take care and good night.